Good evening, cyber and crypto fanatics. Today is December the 18th of 2018. You're listening to the Cybersecurity and Cryptocurrency Podcast. Today, we're going to talk a whole lot about Google and their other bug that just came out. We're also going to touch on Supermicro and what came of those spy chips on the motherboards. Also going to touch on Facebook and the photo bug was uncovered with that. Uh, Also going to talk a little bit about Signal, the messaging app. Uh, Some other news we're going to touch on, a crossover story uh, about the uh, recent bomb threats that have been sent via email uh, that were demanding Bitcoin. Uh, Also going to talk about a cryptocurrency that was, that is supposed to be created to fund building the Mexican border wall. So that's interesting stuff there as well. But first and foremost, I wanted to extend an offer to everybody and mention our sponsor on here, Southern Graphics T-Shirt Company. Uh, They do have a promo code. If you're listening to this, the promo gets you 20% off. The promo code is XMAS2018. Xmas2018 is the promo code. You can go to their website. It is southerngraphicstshirtco.com. And on their website, they get a link to their Etsy store. And in that Etsy store is where you can put in that Xmas 2018 promo code to get yourself 20% off anything that they sell. So go check them out. They got all kinds of funny shirts. If you want a custom shirt made, uh, they can do all that stuff. They also have some uh, really cool palette signs and whatnot. So go check them out. Some other stuff I also wanted to touch on a little bit too is uh, some updates to what I've been doing with masternodes and uh, the cryptocurrency I've been building as well. But let's kick things off with cybersecurity and what's happening there. Last week, there was more news of Google Plus having another bug. And again, it was related to uh, an API leak. This is two bugs in the last month that were relating both to a an API issue that exposed users' personal data. So I can't wait for them to shut this off. (laughs) They did say, Google did say that um, there's no evidence that any of this stuff was used maliciously. There's no evidence of anybody accessing it other than developers. So I guess that's good, but would certainly like to see Google Plus officially, officially shut down. We shall see if if they actually do that. Certainly interesting stuff. There are two bugs in the last month. And really, I don't even know if anybody uses Google Plus anymore. But anyway. Um, oh, another uh, side topic I wanted to bring up. Uh, I saw an article the other day about ethical hacking and how it's growing in popularity. And uh, all the data breaches are also increasing at the same time. It was kind of an interesting article. I'll post it in the show notes if you all want to check that out. Uh, but it is kind of interesting how those things go hand in hand. Uh, and it makes you wonder if somebody goes to school for ethical hacking and then uses it for unethical reasons. But I guess you'll never really know. But certainly interesting to, to read that article. I'll, I'll send it as part of the show notes there. So the other big news that came out recently was about the Supermicro uh, chips on the motherboards. That They said that uh, the Chinese were spying on us and all this crazy stuff. And uh, the Wall Street Journal stood by its story. Well, Supermicro had their own independent investigation. And as a part of that independent investigation, there were no spy chips found whatsoever on any of its motherboards. So that is great. It was pretty scary to see it, 
to begin with, but uh, this independent investigation determined that were, there were no spy chips on the motherboards at all. So certainly good news for people with supermicro motherboards and servers and whatnot. So good news there. Facebook, our friends over there, had another photo bug that allowed people to look at essentially all of your photos uh, without your permission. And obviously Facebook's been going through all the privacy scandals and whatnot. Um, again, this was related to another API. Of course, it seems like everything is here recently. All the recent vulnerabilities have been with APIs, it seems like. But essentially, uh, Facebook says the bug was online for essentially 12 days between se September 13th and the 25th of September. So 12 days of potential exposure there. Uh, they didn't say that, you know, anything was really accessed and they couldn't really definitively say whether or not it was being used or anybody had maliciously gained access to it or anything like that. But they did issue several statements and they said that we're sorry this happened and blah, blah, blah. So interesting stuff there, but it's just one more reason to hashtag delete Facebook if you haven't already. I wish I could. But my wife says I have to have it. All right, in other news, the company Signal, the messaging app, if you haven't used uh, Signal or another one is called Wire, they are end-to-end -end encryption messaging apps. Those are really cool, uh, pretty slick, and it's super encrypted, super secure, and all that good stuff. So certainly worth checking out uh, if you haven't used those before. But specifically, Signal came out and issued a press release regarding the Australian government and how the Australian government asked Signal to put a backdoor in their software so that the Australian government could investigate people. So that was kind of interesting. I'm glad that signal came out and said no we're not going to do that i think that is just great i think it's quite ridiculous that the australian government thinks that they can just ask whatever vendor to come out and and create a a bug or a back door in whatever software it is just to allow them access so definitely scary stuff there that it makes you wonder what other companies or software has the australian government uh, been able to get a backdoor on. It just makes me really curious there. But at least Signal said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, some other quick cybersecurity topics. Uh, I thought this one was kind of more funny than anything else, but uh, TechCrunch came out with uh, <laughs> a way to read the TechCrunch website via terminal to make it look like you're actually really busy at work. It was really funny. I'll post a link to that article, but you basically just install a a package on Ubuntu or on your Mac, and you can open up a terminal and uh, read the TechCrunch website via terminal. So it was pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff there, but that'll also be in the show notes, so check that out too. Uh, one other kind of side topic here, the Department of Defense found a whole bunch of security issues in the U.S. ballistic missile defense system. So that's scary as hell. A couple of the uh, issues were that network admins didn't consistently require MFA, um, data wasn't always encrypted, and several unpatched network vulnerabilities. Yay! Ay, 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 man. Talk about scary. Somebody gets a hold of the ballistic missile system. Holy crap. That is extremely scary. I hope that there's 
a million other mitigating controls there, but oh my gosh, that freaks the crap out of me. But uh, very, very scary stuff. I'm glad that they're catching it. I am not so glad that this came out in an article to report this to the world, that our defense system is vulnerable. But hopefully it's not internet-facing and it's got a million firewalls in between it and the real world. But I certainly don't have all those answers. Another quick side note. Uh, PewDiePie is a apparently a YouTube channel. And uh, there were some hackers that took control of a bunch of uh, printers, about 100,000 different printers and we're printing out pages to go support PewDiePie and their YouTube page or YouTube channel. So that was kind of funny. They weren't doing it for anything malicious. They were just trying to promote <laughs> uh, PewDiePie. So interesting stuff there. I'll post that too as well. All right, the crossover story today was regarding the spam bomb threats and the hoaxes that were demanding Bitcoin. First of all, that's... That's just wrong to do that to people. Uh, obviously, the police came out and said they're, you know, it's not legitimate and just ignore it. But you got, I mean, think about that. If you if you receive one of these, I mean, holy crap! What do you what do you, what's going through your mind there? What do you think? Um, that's just extremely scary stuff. I read some later articles that they were tracking down the people that were doing this. So hopefully they've figured it out by now. But that's really, really scary to see that those emails are being sent out and they were demanding Bitcoin to uh, essentially give us this Bitcoin and we won't set off this bomb. Very scary stuff there. So always be watching out for these scammers. They're going to try something new every time you turn around. In uh, other cryptocurrency news, there is a new cryptocurrency uh, that says that they're going to be used to fund the border wall going to Mexico. I thought this was really funny. Uh, the guy is an Ohio congressman named Warren Davidson. Warren Davidson. And um, he was going to do some crowdfunding and uh, he was saying it could provide a solution to the border wall, the Mexican border wall, that uh, Trump wants to build. I thought this was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know who would even buy into this, but I did just think it was extremely funny. But uh, in the end, I think it's either way, it's kind of messed up that we're going to build this massive wall. But at the same time, this Ohio guy is saying that, you know, we need to crowdfund this thing and, and use a cryptocurrency to do it. So... Pretty interesting stuff there. Other cryptocurrency stuff, uh, Coinbase, they released some support for Zcash. So they didn't used to have that on their platform. Zcash and Bat Token are now available for trading on their platform. They also released uh, trading pairs for USDC, which is another cryptocurrency. Uh, USDC is a, essentially a USD coin. Uh, they're worth about a dollar a coin. So Coinbase did come out and say that they are going to expand this to even more cryptocurrencies. They haven't still haven't said which ones yet, but uh, keep an eye on that. That's certainly interesting. And a little bit about the Bitcoin prices right now. We're hovering around 3600 today, but obviously this is an extreme low. We were down into the 3100s just the other day, and this is all-time lows. Everybody's freaking out, but some of the analysts today, uh, I think it was either today or yesterday, came out and said, uh, these were like J.P. Morgan Chase analysts. Uh, they were reading all the charts and whatnot, and they came out and said that based on the current trends, that Bitcoin could fall as low as $1,300. 
Wow. Other speculation today was that after this little run that it's on today, it's going to drop significantly. So obviously it's still yet to be seen. It's still at 3,600, but a few of the folks that were sending this out said within the next 12 hours, and that was at about 3 p.m. today, central time. So when I wake up in the morning and look at my Coinbase app, I'm hoping that they are wrong. <laughs> but if they are, that's just the way it goes. But as you can see, too, the, the stock market was also kind of tanking a little bit as well. So they all kind of flow together, and it's based on obviously the economy as well too so a lot of things to consider there but certainly certainly something to keep an eye on uh, ripple is still in second place overall in total market cap but their value has also gone down a little bit they were trading around i want to say 29 cents uh, yesterday so still very low for ripple uh, but if you're looking to invest in Ripple, I think now is an even better time. But if the Bitcoin market goes down even further, as some have speculated today, then now is definitely not a good time to buy. But if it goes up from here, then you missed out. So kind of a double-edged sword there. I've personally been buying a whole bunch of Ripple and just sitting on it and uh, hoping that uh, things turn around with it. I got a whole bunch just sitting there on an app, uh, an app on my phone, so... We'll see what happens. Hopefully it does go back up. Also want to talk about some other master nodes that I've been setting up. And I know I talked about this several months ago, I want to say. And it's very difficult to find, you know, a cryptocurrency that's not a scam. But I have found a few that are, you know, very legitimate. They seem to be very stable as far as their price goes and the market volume goes. And their market cap uh, also stays uh, pretty stable as well. So do your homework if you're going to get into the masternode space. But it is extremely easy to set these up. And as long as you pick one that is, you know, not too risky, then you can really make some, you know, decent money on these. Uh, the couple that I'm looking at right now, uh, one is called Esports Betting Coin. Been looking at that one quite a bit, and I've actually got a master node set up with them. One I've been kind of eyeballing for the last few months is called Byrake, B I R A K E. They had some extremely good numbers uh, about a month ago, but in recent weeks it's gone down quite a bit. Uh, their master node vault, uh, excuse me, value was essentially right around you know 2500 bucks for one master node well it's it's gone way down from there and uh, today the value for their master node is actually back up to $1,900. So it was down to $1,400 yesterday, but they've gone up 35% today. So buy rake seems to be extremely stable. I've been watching this for the last almost six months now, uh, but to get into it is quite expensive. So you got to have that upfront uh, $2,000 essentially to, to put down on this. And they're saying that the ROI on buy rake is 83 days. So quite a bit to throw down there if you don't have that kind of money. I totally get it. Uh, you can obviously start with one of the smaller ones. Uh, I like esports betting coin quite a bit. Of course, it's not nearly as expensive to get into as uh, buy rake is, thankfully. But um, they had decent returns. It was about three bucks a day, essentially kind of fluctuates between three and five bucks a day so obviously the more of these that you can set up the more you make they also have a tiered 
master node system. So if you have 5,000 coins, you're in a bronze level, and you have 25,000, you're at the silver level, and I think 50,000 is the gold level. So, and obviously payouts depend on which level you're on there. So really cool stuff there for esports betting coin. So go check them out. You can find it all on masternodes.online. Very cool resource for anything and everything masternodes. I've been looking at that pretty heavily over the last few weeks. It's got some really great information on there. And Masternodes on Online actually said that they're going to do some updates to their site here in the next few weeks uh, to give you even more visibility into you know which coins are doing good and, and which one could be a better investment for you get, to get into. So I think that's great for everybody. I do hope that more of these scam coins go away but unfortunately i can't control it it's just kind of the way it goes but those kind of ruin it for everybody there all right some other stuff just wanted to touch on real quick um i've been working on my own cryptocurrency i i got to the point where i decided that you know it wasn't really worth releasing it at the moment and uh, i'm actually going to redo a bunch of the code to use uh, a fork of the Dash coin. So Dash essentially was mineable for a while and then it switched to proof of stake only recently. So uh, I'm going to try to take a page out of their book and rewrite some of their code and try to release uh, a Dash coin. My other blockchain was up and running and working, but obviously I didn't list it on any exchanges or anything. But it was up and running and working and I was able to send and receive uh, various coins and whatnot. So it's certainly doable uh, if you have the time and, and the effort and the knowledge to get into it and, and create your own there. The hardest part, if you do create one, is obviously marketing it to everybody and getting people to actually buy into it. But it's certainly a fun project if you're looking for something to tinker around with. I'm always tinkering with something, it seems like. So uh, pretty cool stuff to be able to create your own cryptocurrency and you know, you can trade it with your friends if you wanted to and just, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. So really cool there. Uh, by the way, I wanted to mention, I forgot to say, the uh, Masternode price for esports betting coin to just get into it at the bronze level is about $126. So that's much more affordable. Your ROI on it is 43 days at the moment. Uh, the volume for today has been around $13,300. So a ton of volume, a lot of buying and selling going on with eSports betting coin. So that is a great one to look at if you're looking to get into uh, a master node. One last thing I wanted to touch on, just some other stuff happening at work. We've been getting tons of reports from external vendors and whatnot saying that uh, they're getting phishing emails from us and they're pointing the fingers and all this kind of fun stuff. and we go and look through all of our outbound mail and it come to find out it did not come from our systems. So what's interesting here is that the scammers are using our email addresses to send to our vendors and trying to request payments. And they're just spoofing our email addresses. We had one yesterday. They used two employees that don't even work for us anymore and don't even have accounts anymore. So that was kind of interesting. But obviously the vendor doesn't know that and they were freaking out and... Like, we're glad, we're glad we didn't pay this thing. So one of the biggest things that a lot of these companies aren't doing is what's called DCAM and DMARC. If you've never heard of either one of those, I suggest checking them out. They are uh, things that you can apply to your DNS settings for your domain, along with SPF, which is the sender policy framework. All of those in conjunction really, really help filter out 
good versus bad mail. So we are signing our, our emails that go out. We're signing them with DKIM, and DKIM uses a public, public and private key pair. So if I send out and I'm signing with DKIM and it goes to the recipient, the recipient's email server can check that public key against my DNS records and validate that that is us actually sending the email so that their spam filter can then reject anything that is not coming from us. So it's one big thing that people don't do enough of. Uh, but if you want to do some research on them, it's DKIM and DMARC, DKIM and DMARC. They go hand in hand with SPF records uh, in your DNS stuff. So most of these companies that we've been getting these reports from, actually I would say all of them so far, do not have DKIM or DMARC set up and therefore are getting spoofed quite regularly. So it's unfortunate, but uh, certainly there's nothing I can do. But we've just kind of been educating all these vendors on how they can better protect themselves. But setting up DKIM and DMARC is completely free. And it's a very great way to uh, protect and authenticate email and verify that it's legitimately coming from whoever the sender is and it's not being spoofed. And you can reject uh, messages that are from a particular domain that aren't signed with DKIM. So really cool stuff, great protection, and it's completely free to set up. So highly recommend checking those out, DKIM and DMARC, if you haven't already. Uh, plug them into your DNS settings and get that configured. We actually configured it on our uh, spam filter since that's where our MX records go first. So you got to configure it on your on your spam filter and make sure that they're being signed through whatever your outbound uh, mail server is. So whatever is sending out the emails, whatever the emails are going out of, however you want to say it, that is the system that needs to be signing the messages. And for us, that is also our spam filter. So we've got the signing going on there as well. So anyway, check that out. It's a really cool, easy way to protect yourself from more phishing stuff. All right, folks, that's all I had for today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Also want to thank our sponsor, Southern Graphics T-Shirt Co.com uh, is their website. They got all kinds of funny T-shirts and whatnot. Go check them out. Um, also have a coupon code for you. It's 20% off. It's Xmas 2018, XMAS 2018, and Xmas is in all caps, by the way. You can go to their website, Southern Graphics T-Shirt Co.com, and and click on the link to go to their Etsy store, and that's where you can enter this promo code. And it works on anything that they sell. So really cool stuff there. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at eenglish34, at eenglish34 on Twitter. So check me out there. If you want to follow me, I retweet a bunch of the articles and whatnot from the show. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we will talk again soon.